Hi. 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 I am so glad that you're here. Welcome to the Barefoot Office. I invite you to take off your shoes, curl up in a position that is comfortable for you, and spend this time with Jesus. We're reflecting on words from the Gospel of Matthew using an ancient practice called Lectio Divina, where we read the Gospel three times and see what it has to offer us in three different ways opening up our spirits to let ourselves connect to ourselves and hopefully to God. Therefore, I say to you, oh, wait, this first time as we read, before I say to you or read to you this first time as I read, What word or phrase jumps out to you? Therefore, I say to you, do not worry regarding your soul, what you will eat, nor regarding your body, what you will wear. Is not your soul more than food and your body more than garments? See the birds of the sky, that they neither sow nor reap nor gather into granaries, And your heavenly Father feeds them, and are you not more excellent than they? But who among you, by worrying, lengthen the span of his life by a single cubit? And why do you worry over clothing? Look closely at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither labor nor spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his glory was garbed like one of them. But if God thus clothes the grass of the field, which exists for today and is thrown into an oven tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, men of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What might we eat? Or what might we drink? Or what might we wear? For the Gentile people seek after all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But first seek his kingdom and his justice, and all of these things shall be supplied to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough of its own. What word or phrase stuck out to you? If you at all listen regularly, you might notice that that first verse, therefore I say to you, do not worry. I read twice last night and then started with again tonight. It is in the reading for tonight, and I just kept right on trekking last night a couple of times. For me, it was just... The encapsulation, so do not worry, saying, what might we eat, or what might we drink, or what might we wear? (coughs) The second time, as we read, where do you see God in this text? 
Therefore I say to you, do not worry regarding your soul what you will eat, nor regarding your body what you will wear. Is not your soul more than food and your body more than garments? See the birds of the sky, that they neither sow nor reap nor gather into granaries, and your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more excellent than they? But who among you can, by worrying, lengthen the span of his life by a single cubit? And why do you worry over clothing? Look closely at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither labor nor spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his glory was garbed like one of them. But if God thus clothes the grass of the field, which exists for today and is thrown into an oven tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, men of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What might we eat, or what might we drink, or what might we wear? For the Gentile people seek after all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But first seek his kingdom and his justice, and all of these things shall be supplied to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough evil of its own. What word or phrase stuck out to you is our first question. Man, my focus has been slipping as I've been doing these. Where do you see God? in this passage. For me, I think it was that your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. In my recovery group, I'm still trying to figure out the different elements, how it talks about people differently. Because there's your inner child, which is your true self, but you're supposed to reparent yourself, but there's also the critical inner parent, but then there's the loving inner parent, which is your higher power, but that is somehow outside yourself. Your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. Both times as I've read this so far, I just think, wow, I stress out over what I'm going to wear every day having jeans that are stained or ripped, having four or five t-shirts that I like to wear and a few more that are okay and a lot that are falling apart and a lot that I don't wear at all but can't bring myself to get rid of. And I worry about food, what I'm going to have for breakfast if I have everything that I need for breakfast the way that I like it, what I'm going to eat for lunch, what I'll make for dinner, what I'll make for my son for dinner, and his food allergies is often a challenge. I worry about these things. And yet, I'm not supposed to. And yet, they are things that I need provided for me. And yet, my Heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. I guess what I'm feeling is that the invitation is to let it be, not to let those things consume me, not to let them distract me from other things, 
seeking first the kingdom, which once I would have thought just meant giving to other people. And now I'm not so sure. Maybe it's living in the moment, being present, being fully present with all my emotions, those of my inner child and my adult, knowing how to manage them, but also how to feel them rather than suppress them. Do not worry, do not fret, do not obsess over them, but still make choices. I don't know. This is a favorite topic for sermons and for teachings, and I don't think that I have much to add here. Just that I'm glad that there's a Heavenly Father, a higher power, who knows that I have need of all these things, because I do. I have need for clothes and for food, and for shelter, and for love. And there's a higher power that knows that I need them, and that wants to give them to me. And that feels good. This third time as we read, what do you feel called by God to do or to be? What might stir your imagination to some concrete action or concrete change or difference that you can make in your life? Something you can try out tonight, tomorrow, in the weeks to come. Therefore I say to you, do not worry regarding your soul, what you will eat nor regarding your body, what you will wear. Is not your soul more than food and your body more than garments? See the birds of the sky, that they neither sow nor reap nor gather into granaries, and your heavenly Father feeds them. And you are you not more excellent than they? But who among you can, by worrying, lengthen the span of his life by a single cubit? And why do you worry over clothing? Look closely at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither labor nor spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his glory was garbed like one of them. But if God thus clothes the grass of the field, which exists for today and is thrown into an oven tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, men of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What might we eat, or what might we drink, or what might we wear? For the Gentile people seek after all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But first seek his kingdom and his justice, and all of these things shall be supplied to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough evil of its own. What is God calling you to do or to be in these words? For me, as I was driving home tonight from a late delivery that was a confusing mess but just needed to get taken care of, I found myself thinking, oh, there's a park here. Oh, there's a golf course here. And I just wanted to walk somewhere in the darkening blue with my feet in the grass. 
And so knowing that God clothes the grass of the field, which exists for today and is thrown into an oven tomorrow, even as I exist in this moment and am changed in the next moment, my friend Josiah in his podcast would say, the Buddhist saying, you can't step into the same river twice. Will God not much more clothe me? even me of little faith. So before I sleep, I'm going to brush my teeth and then I'm going to walk across the parking lot, take my blanket, and just spend a few minutes in the grass and the dark looking up at the stars. And for tonight, that will be enough. The prayer for the fifth Sunday of Easter. Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that leads to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours this night. May you be filled with hope that you are worth more than the grass and the flowers. Joy that you are in this minute and you will continue to exist in the next minute and that there is a heavenly Father, a higher power that cares for you and knows already what you need. And may that hope and that joy turn to light inside you, the light of God which you are, always.